Hi, my name is John, and this is my good buddy, Andy, and you're listening to the Packers Blitz Podcast. This podcast is done by two diehard Packer fans who survived the dark times of the 1980s Packers football and lived to talk about it. This podcast is always dedicated to the greatest fans of all Packer fans. So one thing before we get to this, you might be a first-time listener, and thank you. Uh, Andy and I appreciate it. Andy and I, like I said, we're two old-time Packer fans who've been watching since really the 70s, since we've been little kids. And just to let you know, this podcast is done by two diehard Packer fans, like I said, who love Packer football. So if you love Packer football and learning about the Packers and you just want someone not like a Skip Bayless or, or like, uh, you know, whoever at ESPN kind of Colin Coward. Their own consent. <laughs> Colin Coward. Colin Coward, thank you so much. <laughs> Scott Van Pout's okay. He, he's an okay guy at ESPN. But like any of those other guys, I can't think of the black gentleman right now. He, I'm drawing a blank on him who just yells Stephen at Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith, Stephen thank a. Smith. you so much, buddy. You will not get that here. You will have Andy and I who will be true to ourselves and what we truly to get into yelling battles we might get into like what you know what are you talking about kind of attitude but you know we're good friends um and just to let you know uh, andy <laughs> we desperately need football uh we have about what 16 days how many days to oh, wait let, but what 13 days now to to training camp Am I right? I think I got, am I right? Or am I wrong? <laughs> I'm just making up numbers. Uh, well, exactly. We happen. start on the 26th. So it's 16th, 16 days, 16 days. I think the rookies report on the 21st and the uh, veterans report on the 25th, but the start mm. is on the 26th. And it can't come fast First enough. practice. It cannot nope. come fast enough. So anyway, I, I hope you love this podcast, like I said, because Andy and I, this is the uh, this is our love, and we 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 love doing this. It's our, our therapy. <laughs> I'm gonna need a lot of therapy in the upcoming season. So Andy, uh, why don't you tell me about your fourth of July? How did everything go, buddy? Yeah, it, it went really, really good. And um happy fourth of July, John, and hopefully you and your family had a had a happy one. We did. Did it go all right for you too? Or yeah, we just kind of we hung out to see some family and hung out with some family and just had a nice little picnic and grilled some good old brats and burgers and had some beers, you know. So it was all good. Good. And I sincerely hope that all of our Packer fans out there did as well. Uh God bless America. God and God bless the Green Bay Packers. God bless John. The we may need some uh, divine infer- intervention if we hope to make the playoffs this year. That's why, it's, yeah, that's why I decided yeah, to bring that up. God bless America. God bless the Green Bay Packers, Wait, especially Packer. this year. <laughs> so, Andy, let's get into some Packer news, right? So, this is how desperate I am for football, folks. If you call but it that, I have news. <laughs> <laughs> I have news. <laughs> I beat the Buffalo Bills in Super Bowl 57, 31 to 16. I did it, Andy, with a dominating defense and a running attack. 
my defense for the year finished number one in points allowed and turnovers. So look out, Joe Barry. I am coming for you, buddy. <laughs> what do you got to that? Huh, Andy? And that was the and that was the Packers defense that was number one for the number year. Number one, huh? buddy. Wow, number you must have been a year. must have been a Ooh. defensive guru there. I'm a total I'm a defensive magic guru. man, so to speak, but not Don <laughs> Mikowski. Yeah, you know, and I and I have this in bold print, so I should be able to read it. Although I'm, you know, I'm, I tend to joke about losing my eyesight and everything, but. You know, this is what it has come to without John's mm-hmm. ability to watch and enjoy the NFL. Oh, I mean, when we're talking about, yeah, I'm telling you, yeah, Tell you're spent, me, you're, I know you're trying to, you know, pass the time, but geez, yeah, we need football back, don't we? We need football back. All right. So, Andy, what do you got for us in Packer news? Yeah, so for before we talk about the D, Packers D line, I wanted to talk about a couple for a couple of minutes about a, a couple bits of news about the Green Bay Packers. And so, first of all, I just wanted to give a shout out to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and Christopher Cohagen for reporting this important event in Packers franchise history. Starting Packers running back Aaron Jones won a celebrity cornhole tournament at the Summerfest Music Festival that takes place along the, the Lake Michigan along Lake Michigan shoreline, along the shoreline in downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For our listeners that don't know anything about Summerfest, let's just say that it's a big deal. Started in 1968, yes. Summerfest just celebrated just celebrated its 55th year. I saw awesome performances this year from Dave Matthews Band and Imagine Dragons at the amphitheater there. Uh, so, uh, John, have you made it to Summerfest in recent years? No, it's overpriced. Uh, been to Summerfest lately? <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> so, nope. just to let you know, John, about the overpriced part. On uh, Saturday, when I went to Imagine Dragons, I already had a ticket, so I got in for free. But yeah, but you could get in free. Uh, they mm. had uh, free tickets available till about three o'clock, and then you oh. got a free ticket for next year. And you didn't even mm-hmm. have to bring in food for the food pantry or do anything like that. So just letting you know that that is something you could do okay. and not not really All spend right. any money. So All I right, figured I'd you. bring that up. So I'm a cheap old man, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> so anywho, back to back to Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Jones. Sorry, not Aaron Rodgers. We'll talk about him later. <laughs> Aaron Jones advanced to the World Super Hole for Cornhole Championship in Rock Hill, South Carolina. So according to Wikipedia, bags, <laughs> also known as sack toss or cornhole is a lawn game popular in North America in which players (laughs) or teams take turns throwing fabric bean bags at a raised angled board with a hole in its far end. The goal of the game is to score points by either landing a bag on the board, which is one point or putting the bag through the hole, which is three points. By the way, John kicked my butt about a month ago at his daughter Tessa's <laughs> high school 
graduation party. So I figured I'd mention that. Give a shout out to John. Congratulations on that. John kicked my butt, I think at least twice, right? <laughs> yes. Yep. So it's it's a good thing for Aaron Rodgers that the Packers, uh, sorry, uh, Aaron Jones, <laughs> that I'm going to say this yes, the whole time. Aaron Jones. Uh, it's a yeah. good thing for Aaron Jones that the Packers have a day off from training camp practices on Friday, August 4th. <laughs> now Aaron will be free to win the Super Bowl. So the reason I'm probably seeing Aaron <clears throat> Rodgers so much, John, is uh, I probably I'm missing him. <laughs> and I might miss his yeah. play this year, but. Sorry. So, so yeah, Aaron okay. Jones going to the Super Bowl. Uh, Jones and his partner, professional Yeti Irwin, beat former Chicago Bears defensive tackle Spice Adams and his pro partner David Morse in one semifinal. That was the only reason I brought it up. I was just going to skip that part, but I figured we probably <laughs> right, as well, well bring it up because we hate you, Bears Chicago again. Bears. We hate you. Yeah. <laughs> And then in the title match, topped WWE Hall of Famer Nikki Garcia and her pro partner, mm-hmm. Eric Zockline. Aaron mm-hmm. even wore his signature sombrero that yes. has become his go-to fashion accessory on NFL game days. Jones and Irwin will compete against seven other teams and vie for a championship. Hopefully, hopefully Aaron Jones will have a championship cornhole belt as a new fashion accessory to show off to a large crowd at family night practice, August 5th at Lambeau field in green Bay, Wisconsin. So John, we, we may not receive the super bowl. I think it's 58 <laughs> trophy on February 11th, 2024 in Las Vegas, but we could get a super Bowl four trophy on August 4th <laughs> instead. And that's mm. two straight weeks of Aaron Jones news, by the way. First yes. with the tattoo, tattoo, and now cornhole. That guy yeah. really knows how to live. And so, what do you think, John? Is it time for a for a tat uh, ready to to kick my ass again in in cornhole? Yeah, man. I'm gonna get my cornhole tat, and I'm gonna kick your butt again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know well, that's yeah, I think really we cool. talked about John getting a uh, green. Getting a Packers tat, getting a big G. Yes, I have. On one of the many times, shoulders. Many times. Uh-huh. And it's not that I'm wimpy. Yep. It's not that I'm wimpy not to get it. it. It's just I'm like, I don't know. I see people with tattoos and they keep telling me, oh, get recolored. And I was like, man, crap. <laughs> I guess it's me. Laziness. Um, oh, just really quick. I don't know if you know this, but... Uh, <laughs> Dylan wrote a book called Quad. <laughs> it's a children's book, and he just came out with that. And it's super, it looks, I don't know, it looks pretty good for the kids. And he's going to be doing like a signing in Green Bay and everything like that. But it's called Quadzilla about a dinosaur who's it's a kid or something. I don't know. It's a children's book, but I'll probably get it for my niece, uh, my grandniece. <laughs> just that's just really quick. News, and that's so. called that's called Quadzilla. Is that because of his quads being so large? Correct. Is that correct? Was that the name? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just kind of his dinosaur. nickname anyway that somebody gave him. Yes. Yep. Makes when we sense. talk about the Makes offense, so we get to the offense just really quick. He's got to step it up. That's one guy that's got to step it up this year. 
<laughs> well, my my family and I in Boston Harbor went on Codzilla, which was a speed really large speedboat <laughs> that went out in the marina, basically where the Boston Tea Party was. And uh, so that just reminds me of that. So I'm glad you brought okay. that up. And uh, if anybody goes to Boston, make sure you check out Codzilla. Okay, so our second bit of news that happened Saturday. Uh, just listen to this, John. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Here is a quote from former Packer wide receiver, uh, kick and punt returner Amari mm. Rogers, who is now with That's the Houston Texans. <laughs> Amari uh, got 100% real on ooh. his brutal Packers exit on Saturday. And this is some of the things that he said, little excerpts of what he had said so or, or said on Saturday. It's part of the league. It doesn't mm-hmm. work out somewhere. Everything is not going to gonna to be uh, peaches and cream. Get the bad taste out of my mouth that I have with Green Bay. Yeah, John, get the bad taste out of my mouth that I have with Green Bay. So do you have any response uh, to Amari Rogers getting real? With Amari yep. Rogers getting real, one of the things, you know, again, I'm going to do the baby bag. You know, come on. You had every chance to make it, and then you blew it, okay? You fumbled so many times. People were wanting to kick you out. And yet, Rich Basaccia said, no, no, let's keep him in. Let's give him a chance. And then after a while, you're like, what are you doing? And he couldn't even make it into, like, the third-string receivers. You know, they, they put guys like, you know, Watson, obviously, he would play. But, you know, he couldn't even get in, you know, past any of the other guys. The, the seventh-round pick from Nebraska, Toure, whatever his name was, he beat him out. So, like, come on, man. What are we doing? Anyway, just a big baby. That's my opinion. So, <laughs> yeah, just kind of whining. I mean, he should be thanking the Packers for for helping him fulfill yeah. probably one of his lifelong dreams to play in the NFL. We yeah. drafted him in the third round in, in the uh, 2021 draft. He was the 85th selection. So, he's not right. some chump either. He's, he's no, supposed no, no, to no. be a really good player was a great player in college but not so much in the nfl so and um you know and i think you're being a little bit too kind he sucked like he really (laughs) sucked um and um i'm just gonna leave it at that and and he didn't make plays fumbleitis fumble ruski all the time (laughs) and you can't do that in the nfl and and play no. if you're going to be doing that. So, um, I wish him well with the Texans. Yeah, I hope he turns his career around there. Uh, but but he really blew it. And you're right, John. He had he every chance, just like you said. Every, he had every chance, and he blew. Yep. It. But he yeah. better uh, remember who drafted him and remember who was yeah. paying his salary for those yep. one, two, three. Well, actually, two seasons. I mean, that's ridiculous yeah. Um, yeah, it is. for him to say that. And, know. you know, so we'll just move on from yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to move on. Last week we said we'd be talking about 
defensive line position groups, which this is going to be, unfortunately, not a very, <laughs> uh, how do you say, good subject. But Andy, why don't you take it away and, and um, well, kind of give us an idea of what we're looking at as far as defensive line and, and, uh, and yeah, <laughs> go from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll try not to make this too, too boring, tonight. Packer fans and everything, but um, there's 19 of them. Uh, so the interior defensive linemen, the nose tackles on the roster, I'll list those off right now. We've got Kenny Clark, uh, Carl Brooks, and mm, Jason Lawan. We also the, uh, have TJ Slayton, <laughs> Jonathan Ford, mm-hmm. Chris Slayton. And then we also have Devontae Wyatt, Colby Wooden, and Antonio Mm. Moultrie. Mm. And those are the interior defensive linemen. And for some reason, John, I know that you can see that this and the the fans out there can't. But for some reason, in an article that I read, they had them separated into those groups that they were almost competing. There were three separate groups of defensive tackles that were competing against one another. So there are actually three sections for whatever reason. So I'm not sure why they were dividing them up, but they did. Um, Probably because there's so many of them. Um, Then we'll kind of in a minute go back through and and let everybody know who we, who I think or who we think is going to, going to make the roster. But yeah. So the edge rushers, outside linebackers, defensive ends, whatever you want to call them. On the roster, yeah, whatever, I was having yeah. problems. Quant- I mean, who's what? Uh, we've got right, yeah, Rashawn yeah. Gary, mm-hmm. Kingsley Enigbare, uh, Lucas yep. Van Ness, mm-hmm. uh, Brenton Cox, Keyshawn hmm. Banks, hmm. Preston Smith, Justin Hollins, Ladarius Hamilton, Jonathan Garvin. And this is going to be. This is gonna be brutal. Kenneth Odemegu. Is that I don't know. Is that I don't even know if that's close. <laughs> John. So John, do you have any take on uh the 19 defensive linemen that the Packers currently have on our on our roster? They have on their roster. Yeah, it's a lot like a, a bologna sandwich. <laughs> it's not bad, but it's not the greatest either. I mean, Clark is my guy. Uh um on defensive line. I think he, he to me, I hope I'm, I hope, or Brooks, I mean, Brooks, Carl Brooks, um, that we drafted, uh, to me, he is, oh man, I, I hope I, he's I your hope guy, I'm he's right. your guy, he's my guy. <laughs> I just something about him. Um, the other guys are just guys, you know, so and we'll talk about locks here in a little bit, but. There's not really a lot to get excited about, and I hope I'm wrong. So, but that's my, that's what I just feel. No, yeah, I'll let you take. You're it from absolutely there. right. To be brutally honest, John, I think this is one of our weakest units. Um, only yeah. nine or ten of these defensive linemen will be on the roster by the time it's all said and done, and uh, then you know, there's gonna be you know nine or ten, and one of them or two of them is probably going to have to be a good special teams guy as well. So, um, so some of the locks uh, you're looking at Kenny, Kenny Clark, Carl Brooks, because we just drafted him and he's got a lot of promise. He's a lock. 
Um, maybe yes. not to the extreme that that uh, Kenny Clark is. So this is our Packers Blitz Locks. Uh, TJ Slayton. Uh, <laughs> I would say he's got you know some experience. He looked pretty good. Um, he, he was drafted a few years ago, I believe. Uh, he's a lock. Devontae mm-hmm. Wyatt. We drafted yeah. him in the first round last year. He's a lock. They're not going to release him. Uh, no. Colby Wooden, uh, we just drafted him. He's a lock. Uh, yeah. Rashawn Gary, of course, <laughs> who we'll of talk course. about. We'll talk about his contract in just a little bit. Total lock, uh, even with his knee injuries. Total lock. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Kingsley Enigbare is a lock. Uh, Lucas Van Ness, our first round pick this year, of course, is a lock. Yeah. Uh, lock. Preston Smith should be a lock. Uh, he be had a, a pretty lot. good season yeah. last year in the last few years. Uh, he's, yeah, he's a starter. Uh, he should be a lock. Now, the other yeah, yeah. the other two I was thinking about that might be would be Justin Hollins, uh, possibly hmm. Jonathan Garvin, because they're really good uh, special teams players. But then yeah, you're looking at right, right. Uh, us keeping 11. So hmm. I would guess one of those twos is, two is going to probably be the odd man out. Right. But you need yes. some really good special teams players. So that's why I mentioned yes. those two. Uh, but, you know, again, all these guys are, are just really okay. Uh, yeah. Kenny Clark and Preston Smith may be the exceptions to this. Uh, you know, but, you know, uh, but those guys are, are, you know, our leaders, they, they, we are hoping mm-hmm. that they're going to step up and play like all pros or pro yeah. pro bowlers. And then of course we only really have one true Im- impact player in that group. And that's Rashawn Gary. And uh, that's why I wanted to focus a little bit about his contract situation coming up and talk about that right, right now. So any other thoughts about uh, the group that we have, or no. do you want me to move on to that? No, you, you said it all. So if you want to move on to Rashawn Gary's contract, because that is a, going to be a big one <laughs> yeah yeah outside um outside of cornerback jari alexander there is no player that is more important mm-hmm. than outside linebacker mm-hmm. rashawn gary to the green bay packers defense yeah and in his four seasons he has emerged as one of the nfl's elite players uh although gary's surface level stats of 22 and a half uh total sacks and no 10 sack seasons aren't great. However, <laughs> however, according to according to Pro Football Focus, PFF for short, uh, Gary ranks second in the league, second in pass r- rushing productivity, which comes from sacks, hits, and hurries per pass rushing snap, and ranks mm. fourth in pass rush win rate. He is scheduled right. to play under the fifth year option of $10.9 million, and uh, which is a prelude to what's certain to be a blockbuster contract Phew. extension. Yeah. Uh-huh. However, <laughs> however, another however, Rashawn yeah. Gary is coming back from a torn ACL sustained at Detroit on this, uh, sorry, November 6th. That injury yeah. could impact the negotiations between Russ Ball, the team's mm. executive VP and director of football operations, and Ian Clark, Rashawn's agent. If not for a leg injury, an extension might have been hammered out by now. 
The Packers could have locked up one of their premier players and gained immediate salary cap space and Gary pocketing the $30 million Jerry Alexander got in May 2022. I would guess, this is just me guessing now, that the Packers will take a conservative approach like usual. Yes. (laughs) They will want to see Rashawn Gary on the field sometime during training camp to see progress. However, right. The Packers can ill afford to let him get back Mm -hmm. on the field and put up massive stats like he did in the first four Uh games of 2022 before he got injured. Mm -hmm. This is when he had five sacks and 16 quarterback pressures. 16. With that type of production, his contract is probably going to be in the four-year, $100 million range Easily. and possibly Easily. even higher. That's why I expect the Packers to sign him before the season starts to maybe get him for a little less. Really? Yeah, John, did you like all the, all the howevers? <laughs> did you like all the you, howevers in that segment? You are the howevers. now. <laughs> I, I love the howevers. Um, so you don't think he's going to get the bag? You don't think he's going to get four years, so hundred million dollars, John? So I'm I, no, I'm looking at T.J. Watt's contract. See, T.J. Watt okay. and him kind of. Uh, what do we got here? Um. So, oh my gosh, check this out. So, four year. This is T.J. Watt contract. Four year, one hundred and twelve million dollars. With an extension and an eighty million dollar guaranteed. Oh boy! <laughs> what do you think of that, Andy? Mm. You think that's about right, or you think that's too much for him? That's all. Eighty million. You know, I'm, I'm hoping we could get him somewhere in the eighty to maybe a hundred million dollar range, and mm. that would be a, probably a probably a bargain. He's probably in the top what top five, John. Pass rushers in the league right now. Easily. Easily. And he's still young. He's still what? Mid-20s or something like that? He's still a young guy. So, you know. And TJ Watt. Yeah, well, he came out early from Michigan. So, he was only a junior. So, he's not more than 23, 24 years old. Like I said. Uh, We could look that up on our phone. But (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) we've been doing that a lot lately. (laughs) Backers Blitz episodes. So we don't want to yeah. get dead air here, but uh no, no. Um, so the thing I was gonna say with Rashad about the injuries, because Rashad Gary, he's 25 years old. So 25, okay. 25. So the thing I'm worried about is when uh TJ Watt is in there, I mean, he's the difference maker. I mean, it's unbelievable, but when he's not, <laughs> it's Pittsburgh is kind of an ordinary defense. Uh, so that's what I'm worried about the Packers defense. Um, you give him all that money, right? And really, the Steelers do a pretty good job. But still, the Steelers defense is not what it once was, obviously. And that's my problem with Rashawn Gary. If we throw a four-year, uh, four $110 million and give him a signing bonus of, like, 70? What are you going to do? You, you got Jair Alexander, and then you got him. And then everyone else on that team, you got to go, well, maybe we can't. <laughs> you know, someone 
uh, goes forward and, and, you know, and really starts to play well, uh, you're kind of, you know, kind of screwed, you know, what to do with your salary cap. But that's just my opinion. Do I give well, him I the mean, money? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, well, up up until he got hurt last year, he was in hmm. the, the, the talk for uh, defensive player of the year. Now, TJ oh, was... And, yeah. and and probably will be again defensive player of the year. So um, he, he, uh, he definitely deserved the money he got. He's a true impact player. I forget what their record oh. is with him with versus without. <laughs> they yeah, are a totally different team when he does not totally play. So that, just that's, like I mean, yeah. yeah, no, he's worth every penny. So, and uh, we, yeah, we could have drafted him, and, but we won't bring that up ever again, John. We, won't bring we brought that up in a previous no, episode. No, we were not but. the whole king thing. <laughs> Uh, just yeah. a quick side note with Rashawn Gary, um, the Packers are a little bit worried about him because he is like a rabid dog. Like he, he's coming in every day doing his, um, you know, workout, doing his rehab, physical therapy. And then he's just out there. Like they, somebody said they saw him, like he can't really do contact drills, So he can just sit on the side and just kind of hit the heavy bag or whatever. And they saw him like sitting there hitting, hitting the bags and hitting the dummies and stuff, tackle dummies. And people were like, damn, <laughs> he is scary. Like he was ripping these, these things apart and throwing around like they were rag dolls. And he just like, oh, when look out, he is pissed. And I'm like, that's a good thing. <laughs> now just don't blow out your knee again. Because then your career is pretty much over. So, but just a little side note that he loves the Packers. He wants to come back and kick everyone's butt. So that's a good thing, right, Andy? I think it is. Yeah, he <laughs> seems motivated. He seems to be, Very he's motivated. a really hard worker anyway. And there's mm-hmm. nothing been, uh, there's been nothing but praise for him and his work ethic. Yeah. So, yeah. and I think you're right. I thought I, I read an article where they actually said he was like a rabid dog out there so yeah i think that's that's uh pretty much says it all doesn't it so and hopefully he'll be a a packer for a long long time yes i would love that yeah i would love that so so we're gonna move on to our our next segment yes so yeah so on the last episode of packers blitz i i said that uh espn called out the packers for robbing the nfl for 10 years a recent ESPN Ooh. article called Ranking the 50 Biggest Draft Steals of the Past Decade discussed just that. Four former and current Packers landed on that list. They were tied for the for the most with four on the list. So the Packers have done a really, really good job finding those, you know, diamonds in the rough, those gems in the draft. So at number, so they, again, they ranked them from one to 50 and ranked number three was wide receiver uh, Devontae Adams, uh, who was drafted number 53 in 2014. Uh, He has 769 career receptions for 9,637 yards Wow. And 87 touchdowns in nine seasons. Drafted nice. number 53 in 2014. So they ranked him number three. At mm. number 11 
They ranked left tackle David Bakhtiari, who we talked a little bit on the last uh, podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, drafted yep. uh, number 109, if you can believe that, in 2013. Wow. Huh. He has 130 career starts, a 94.6% pass block win rate. Jeez. And a 77.7% run block rate in 10 seasons. Now, the part wow. that floored me wasn't the 94.6 in yeah. pass blocking because I knew he was awesome in that. But the 77.7% run block rate, um, you know, winning that battle, mm. I was surprised with that because I did yeah. thought that was kind of a weakness of his. Yeah, and actually, was, that's pretty yeah. darn good. So yeah, they had him good. ranked. They had him ranked eleven huh. on that list. Interesting. Uh, at number thirty-six, who we talked about on Last Packers Last Blitz podcast, podcast. that was episode line, twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah, check number, it out. At number thirty-six, right? Line. Yeah, right guard Elton Jenkins yeah. drafted number forty-four in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Elton uh, Jenkins has 53 starts, a 93.4% pass block win rate, and a 74.9 run block win rate in four seasons. So a little bit below David, but holy cow, when you think about it, uh, Hmm. you've got uh, Bakhtiari on the left-hand side. A lot of times they had Elton Jenkins on the left-hand side with him. Yes. Uh, although Correct. they had him listed off as a right guard, I think he's more of a left guard. So, I'd be um, more of anywho, left guard. <laughs> I mean, that basically means uh, Rogers' backside was being protected incredibly Ooh. well. And You're that's incredible. why, partially why, you know, Aaron had such good success is because he had some time to throw. Yeah, he had all day to throw. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, just, it. you know, that just, uh, you know, confirms it. So, but anyway, yeah. I didn't realize. Uh, you know, Jenkins was so good uh, run blocking mm. as well. So that's, yes. that's pretty awesome. So he was ranked number 36 out of 50. Very at nice. number 46, which I thought was interesting. Uh, maybe not very interesting, but interesting. Um, no, no. Center Corey Lindsley, who was drafted mm. number mm-hmm. 161 in 2014. Uh, Corey yeah. has 129 starts a 94.7% pass block win rate and a 70% run block win rate in nine seasons. So, wow. uh, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to see the Packers front office executives, coaches, and scouts getting the praise that they deserve. The Packers have had success since 2013 landing premier talent in the later rounds. According to ESPN, this is what, ESPN said, look around the league today, and and many of the best players waited until at least day two of of draft weekend to hear their names. The Packers are one of the best teams at finding exceptional talent in the later Mm -hmm. rounds of the NFL draft. However, (laughs) however, however, the current Packers roster was ranked 23 out of 32 teams and dead last oh, in the on. NFC North by ESPN. <laughs> no so, way. Wah, wah. <laughs> That's wrong. Uh, by, by the way, that entertainment and sports programming network is, is not only one, 
you know, is not the only one that thinks that. So there are some other ones that actually ranked him pretty low in the bottom third of the league. Yep. Come on. Hopefully they're all wrong about the roster. Then and only then can the Packers rebound from a disappointing 2022 and win the division. If not, the Packers could be looking at their first last place finish since 2005. Mm. That would mean that we've, we have had, you know, we'll have a bad, really bad roster. Mm. Um, But it's great that we haven't been at the bottom of the division since 2005. Yeah. That part's good. Very good. Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> so any comment on ESPN? Do you have anything to say to ESPN? Yeah, they and it's viewpoints suck. about the they, come on. That's ridiculous. I mean, 23. No. I would say they're about 15. That's what I that's my opinion. I don't think they're 23, you know. But it's typical ESPN, you know. Uh they they kind of just overdo things, so. Anyway, that's my opinion. ESPN and me are not getting along very well lately. <laughs> my viewpoint. Yeah, but John, ESPN we were one of the top teams. There was only, I think, one other team, and I didn't pay the nine ninety nine to subscribe for nah, ESPN yeah. Plus or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't know yeah, who yeah. the other team was, but there were only yeah. a couple teams that had that many players ranked, and we were the yeah. the top one at four. Right. There was another team that had four as well. Um, yeah. So that, that's that's just a testament to the Packers organization that that we're, yeah. they have a pretty good organization and so the, the winning problem, organization. So hopefully that yeah, continues. The, yeah, the problem we have is with the Packers is number one is the fact that their first round picks usually don't work out. So if your first round or second round pick doesn't work out, that's really kind of how your team goes in the years. Because first, second round picks are usually quarterbacks and defensive linemen or offensive linemen. And if they don't come in and make an immediate impact, it's, you know, you're the 23rd out of 32 team roster, really. So we'll see. I, I think it's going to be interesting. I think, again, like with the whole Jordan Love thing, let's wait and see on that. I think people are looking at it and saying, Jordan. It's gonna have a crappy season, but eh, I guess we'll have a lot of fun reporting. There's other that. people that said he's not, so the jury's still out on that. Uh, and John, I yeah. think I think we have, have have time for this last segment. You want to do it? Sure, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. So uh so John, uh Packers fans, Packer Blitz fans out there. Last time on Packers Blitz episode 27, I teased about an article that I read recently from Packers Wire, USA Today, and Zach Cruz. Very interesting. It really relates to what John and I just talked about with the Packers getting some of the great NFL draft steals. Here, uh, let's talk about some individuals that made the Aaron Rodgers era a dominant one for the Packers offense. Why was it dominant? Well, between 2008 and 2022, 15 seasons, the Packers scored 6,365 points, which is the third most in the NFL. 
55 touchdowns, which is also third most in the NFL, and averaged 5.71 yards per play, which was actually the fourth best. That's the one that surprised me a lot, John. That is a um, little, yeah. That's that a we were surprising. fourth. Yeah, I thought we were in more middle of the pack, but uh, that's awesome. Hmm. Dominant is is right. If we were ranked mm-hmm. <laughs> number three, Absolutely. Uh, that is dominant. Yeah. And so here yes. are some of the most dominant seasons by a Packers player at each offensive position for the last 15 seasons. This is during the Aaron Rodgers era. So at quarterback, of course, (laughs) Aaron Rodgers in 2011. So Zach Cruz, who did the article from USA Today and Mm -hmm. Packers Wire, uh, ranked uh, Aaron Rodgers' season of 2011 as his number one season. Uh, it was tough though. <laughs> so basically he called him unstoppable. The Packers had a 14 and one record in his starts. He led the NFL in touchdown percentage yards per attempt and quarterback rating. He had 45 touchdowns and only mm. six interceptions. He averaged almost 310 yards per game. And he set an NFL record with a 122.5 passer rating. Woo! Wow. He had 10 games with at least three touchdowns and a passer rating over 100. Hmm. Unstoppable dominant by Aaron Rodgers in 2011. Now, at the running back position, we had uh, running back Aaron Jones in 2019. By the way, by the way, really quick, Andy, to interrupt you just really quick, it's round draft pick. (laughs) Yeah, Aaron Jones. Fourth round pick on Utah. So, yep. Just say what we were just talking about. So, in 2019, yep, Aaron Jones with his sombrero uh, had 19 touchdowns. 19 touchdowns, oh my gosh, Mm. 1,558 total yards on just 285 Mm. touches. He scored multiple TDs in six games, and in two playoff games, he scored four more times, Mm. which gave him 23 touchdowns in 18 total games. Oh, man. Aaron Jones in 2019. Very nice. Very nice. Then, of course, uh, people can probably guess this one for wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That, of course, would be go. Devontae Adams. Not Adams. Uh, in the Aaron Rodgers era, this he was the most had the most dominant season oh. in 2020. Yeah. He caught he caught 18 touchdown passes, <laughs> which was Ooh. most in the NFL. Wow. He led the NFL in receiving yards per game at 98.1 yards. Per game, 98.1, John, almost 100 yards per game. He caught a career high 77.2 of his targets and averaged a career best 9.2 yards per target. He had 11 games with a touchdown catch, seven with 100 yards or more, and Mm. five with 10 or more catches. 
by the way, Amazing. good old Jordy Nelson came Jordy. in a close second, by the way, with his dominant his dominant season 2014. in 2014. Yeah. So they gave a shout out right. to to Jordy. So we figured we would too. Yeah, awesome wide receiver. So I was kind of I wasn't surprised they picked, of course, Devontae Adams. But yeah, Jordy had a really good 2014 season as well. Uh, then at tight end, at the tight end position, they picked Robert Tanyan in 2020. Um, John, we might have to debate about that one, but they did pick Robert Tanyan in 2020. Uh, they said he was very efficient. He caught 88.1% sorry, 88.1% of his targets. Pretty darn good, huh? Averaged 9.9 yards per target and scored 11 touchdowns on just 59 targets that year um by the way uh your boy uh your, your uh in Yay. the 2011 season wasn't bad either uh they gave a shout out to jermichael yeah. finley but they chose yeah. robert tanyan in 2020 who unfortunately yeah. now is a chicago bear no bear right uh, so continuing on <laughs> yeah Continuing on with some of our top players, our top offensive players during the Rodgers era at offensive tackle, of course, we are mentioning David Bakhtiari again. Mm-hmm. David had the highest graded pass blocking grade of any offensive lineman of the PFF era in 2017. No. The highest graded pass blocking grade ever in the pff era by any (laughs) offensive lineman so now you know why they chose him in 2017 and that's why he got the bag Uh, right after that that's why he He gave up he gave only 12 pressures and just one sack Mm. and he committed just two penalties i think that's more amazing than anything yeah (laughs) he only committed Two penalties the entire season. So shout out to David. Awesome job. Yeah. And then at guard, uh, it was actually, uh, I wasn't too surprised with this, uh, but Josh Sitton. Oh, sure. Also a former Packer and a former Bear, unfortunately. In 2014, per Pro Football Focus, PFF, in Mm. 2013, at 2014, yeah. he was graded the highest pass blocking season from a guard in the site's history. Wow. Which is kind of amazing. He was a heck of a player, and I did not know yeah. that. And that was very, very interesting that they had mentioned very that. So in both years, he was graded the highest uh, pass yeah. blocker uh, of any guard in the NFL. So that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. He was dominant in 2014 with consistent elite play. He allowed just 10 pressures and zero sacks wow. over 618 pass blocking snaps. That's, uh, that's pretty amazing from a guard. Wow. Oh my gosh. Zero and yeah, gave yeah. up zero sacks. Unbelievable. Wow. So great job, Josh. And then at center. Let's say last released, and it brings up another player who we had just talked about, Corey Lindsley yeah. in 2020. Yeah. 
He gave up just four total pressures and excelled as a run blocker during a first-team All-Pro season. He allowed a pressure in just three of 13 games that he played in. Unfortunately, <laughs> Lindsley mm. signed with the Chargers following the season, got the bag from them. So it would have been a nice yeah, to keep him, him. But man, it just, yeah. you know, that whole side of the line with Lindsley, El- Elton Jenkins, Jeez. and uh, Bakhtiari. Holy cow. <laughs> I mean, wow. That must have been, you know, Rodgers must have never felt like he was going to get pressured from that side at all. No. Oh, no. Wow. It's pretty awesome. So, Ugh, wow. So, Not so John, any thoughts on, uh, you know, this list of great Packer seasons from the Rogers era, anybody that you might want to, I don't know, add, but I think they're pretty much no. spot on with most of yeah, them. Yeah. They're pretty much spot. They're pretty much spot on with, with here's the thing. I, I'm a little bit depressed. Why did oh. we win more Super Bowls? Right. <laughs> Are you yeah. kidding me? What is going on? We have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL for a while. We had one of the best wide receiver wide receivers, arguably, in the NFL. We had one of the elite running backs, and we and uh, my offensive line. Yeah, 20, 2011 with Aaron Rodgers. By the way, if you remember, we finished fifteen and one, and I know. We've already brought this up and, and passed it. We lost to the uh, New York Giants. Eli Manning. <laughs> we lost the freaking Eli Manning yep. at Lambo. But they did go that on was, to win the Super Bowl uh, that year, though. So but, yeah, I there's a little bit I of. That. I mean, they weren't a. But, yeah, they were a good man. team. Mm, that's the only they had a better defense. You know, that's what it came down uh, to. Their defense outplayed yeah, that, our offense that game, among us other things, and our defense stunk. Yeah, let, let's not let's and, stop um, getting depressed. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, don't you should have brought it up. Should have brought. You know, we could rant and vent, and I hate to <laughs> say, bitch, about yeah, yeah. Uh, that game you, in particular in that season, uh, that dominant season that we had when we were fifteen-one. We could have a whole whole episode uh, just on that but the, we're gonna move oh, on well i, I th- yeah we'll, we'll move on we'll move on the funny this funny thing i i saw uh i'm not big on twitter but i was just looking through it the other day and this was hilarious a packer fan put up the uh fourth quarter score of the 2014 uh, uh, uh nfc championship game where we are up I uh, believe at that time, 16 to seven with five minutes left. And underneath no, the caption Is this was, the one with Seattle? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So and underneath the caption was, how the hell did we lose this game? <laughs> and if, so, hey, okay, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. We could have a whole episode on that game. Just yeah, that game. Oh. All the missteps, okay. all the things that we should have uh, did to that. We, Oh know, man! To win the game and make it to the oh, Super Bowl. Man. Oh man! Oh uh, man! Brutal. Okay. So <laughs> we will talk about that, <laughs> um, you know, later in some episodes and stuff, uh, depending how the season goes. Uh, but anyway, so we reached the end of the of the episode, and one thing I want to I want to say thank you, Andy, for doing all this great research. I truly appreciate it. Uh, just to let you know, 
Again, like I said, we are going to be some fun things this season. You will see our faces a little bit more. Uh, if I can convince Andy, uh, once he comes over here and I go over there, watch NFL uh, Packer games. And, and talk about the game because I think it's going to be really fun. Five stars on Spotify or wherever you listen to our podcast. And also go to YouTube. Uh, there's podcasts on YouTube. So if you want to listen to us, uh, you can listen on YouTube. We really appreciate it because, like I said, we love doing that, which it's kind of therapy for us as Packer fans. Uh, but other than that, uh, Andy, why don't you take us out? Yeah, John. Uh, thanks, buddy. Um, yeah, it, it was a it was a very interesting episode twenty eight of Packers Blitz. Uh, you know, Aaron Jones might get a Super Bowl trophy. Yes, that's Super Bowl, not Super, Super Bowl. Hole. Uh, the, the Packers have defensive line issues that hopefully have been yeah, solved with their current personnel group. The yeah. Packers robbed the NFL at least four <laughs> times in the last decade. Very nice. Their personnel Very nice. people have done a good job finding draft steals and diamonds in the rough later in the draft. And lastly, yeah. there have been truly some fantastic individual seasons by offensive playmakers mm. during the Aaron yes. Rodgers era, especially the incomparable Aaron Rodgers back in 2011. What an awesome quarterback and season yeah. he had. Unbelievable. So uh, next week on, on Packers Blitz, John and I will talk about the rest of the offensive skill positions. I think we still have to talk about quarterback, running yep. back, and wide receiver. Uh, yep. We are also looking forward to giving you a preview, getting everybody a preview of uh, of the uh, Green Bay Packers NFL training camp that's coming up uh, starting on the uh, 26th of July with some more yep. important news and some of the biggest storylines leading up to it. So I'm looking forward to it, John, uh, and we'll talk with you next week, buddy. Uh, go Pack Go! Go Pack Go! Later, buddy. <laughs>